This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1040 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Eventing Radio Show. Show host Samantha Clark chats with Dr. Laura Werner about the effect footing has on getting a horse fit and keeping him that way. And we'll get right to our tip after this important message from EquestrianCollections.com. Hi, Glenn here back with you, and I have Debbie with Equestrian Collections with Equestrian Collections Product of the Week. Hi, Glenn. This week, I want to remind everybody in horses is familiar with joint supplements for their horses. Um, But I am going to tell you about a product that we sell that is actually for people. It is the Cosamin ASU Supplement. And the reason I feel so comfortable uh, talking about this is I use it, and I had some pretty major reasons to use it lately. And I have also recommended it to two other friends who have used it, and they love it. And it was referred to me by my vet whose husband uses it. So I feel real comfortable that this is a joint supplement over and above any of the -the over-the-counter glucosamines that you can buy at your grocery store. This also has MSM in it, which horse people are familiar with, which not all the joint supplements in the world have that. Uh, It's a little bit expensive, but I'm telling you, it works so well that I feel like it's worth the extra money for this Cosamin ASU supplement. It's made by the same folks you get Cosaquin from, only this one is for humans. So take a look at that at www.equestriancollections.com. And I can tell you that my wife uses it. She has worn a knee brace for 20 years. She started using Cosamin ASU about two years ago after trying many, many others, and no knee brace anymore, and she religiously takes one every day. This is the fourth, then, recommendation that I've had from people who actually need it. And you don't have to just take one. Uh, there's a buildup. You can take two in the morning and two at night if you really need it, and then, and then uh, ratchet it down a bit. Um, it's absolutely the best thing and that, that I have found for joint, uh, for joint pain in humans. All right, very good. You can find that at equestriancollections.com. Just search for Cosamin, C-O-S-A-M-I-N-A-S-U. You'll find that uh, uh, just by doing the search. Okay, Laura, thank you so much for joining us again on the Eventing Radio Show. We want to talk a little bit about getting your horse fit and galloping on different surfaces. Um, I've been in England about a year back here, and... We tend here maybe to gallop up hills more and um, definitely I think they're fussier about not going on hard ground and either galloping on softer turf or even on a surface. What, what, what should we be doing for our horses and is it better to gallop on, on footing that you'll be competing on or does that not matter too much or... You tell me. Sometimes the um, a little bit harder footing, in other words, when they start kind of as a young horse is developing, a lot of times harder ground will help put more condition in the in the 
tendons, some more strength into the tendons early on. Um, and that's what you see kind of in racehorses. Those horses are worked earlier on, so their tendons often have a little bit more substance to them um, earlier on in life as well as they start laying down more bone versus most of our competition horses, unless they've started out with a racehorse, don't always have that foundation for that bone laid down and remodeled early as well as, t- as, well as their tendons. So I was, I think a good solid surface is, is great. Um, uphill, I think, will help add a lot more conditioning to them. And also preparing for, um, you know, going uphill provides more conditioning for them. Sources there provide, you know, jumping efforts and such at the end where they're going to need that extra stamina uphill. Um, you know, yes, there is a lot of talk of different surfaces, and they're looking at, at that, especially with racehorses now, too, um, synthetic versus natural footings, um, whereas a lot of tracks went to synthetic footings, they're actually now going back to the, the dirt footing. Um, I think turf is a great is a great footing, though, too, when it's not, obviously, too deep or too hard. Um, but um, the, all the natural footings have that give to it and that slide. So when your horses have a jumping, a jumping landing from a jump or whether it's galloping, you'll see if you kind of have a close-up slow-mo camera, you'll see their foot slide oftentimes oh, when they're taking that step. With synthetic footings, a lot of times they don't have that. The foot just sticks there. So we're finding that there might be some, say, lost soft tissue injuries somewhat with the synthetic footings, but a lot, it's a lot more concussively hard on their joints because they don't have that slide phase. Um, versus, you know, yes, if it's muddy or a horse takes a bad step or slides, especially when they are fatigued, you'll see those more soft tissue injuries occur. Um, but yes, I think the hills are great fitness. Also, walking your horse, if you are flatting it, say, and you walk it for 30 or 40 minutes after or before you ride, that can add a considerable amount of fitness without adding that concussion on it. But the horses do need some some stress and strain kind of put on their bone and tendon to gallop on. Um, and so again, there is a lot of talking foot. And I think it's continually evolving the research as well as what's better on their um, tendons and ligaments. But I think a lot of times the bad footing is associated with fatigue when we see these injuries. So when horses get fatigued, much just like when you're running or exercising, you can kind of feel your legs wobble. Oftentimes that's when a horse will take a step or, you know, that's when they'll take a step and have an injury, like a tendon injury. That's what we often see is at the end of an event or, again, if the footing is is deeper or muddier and they're having to work twice as hard as if the footing wasn't that deep muddy footing they're obviously going to get fatigued faster but that's oftentimes when we see these soft tissue injuries so the old-fashioned you know all those weeks six weeks of road work we used to do up and down you know up the hills that was a good thing it isn't a bad thing on their tenants to provide that like i said that concussive strength to them is, is good um you know i think that's something we don't really do in the u.s and it, that's a lot of what they do with the racehorses and i think some of the younger horses in, in overseas and that does help them but also too you know they they run more on turf there um and uh they have all those nice lovely exercises and such like that i think a lot of times in the states we don't have the same Kind of yeah. training facilities here. But as far as galloping, we don't really know the best surface. There's no what. Should we chop and change the surface, or should you stick to one surface? Or you know, there's I don't know. There's research on which which is better long term. I think it is probably better for your horse to provide a little difference in footing just to get their balance and such. But changing it all the time is that necessary? We don't we don't have the research on that. I guess to show if that's better for it or not. But I would say, like I said, um, tend to stay away from the two extremes of footing. Either it be really deep muddy footing or really hard, you know, rocky footing because I think you're prone to get problems then, so. Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much. Well, there you go. You can find links to today's guests as well as more tips on topics ranging from barn care to websites for horse people at horsetipdaily.com. 
This podcast has been made possible through the generous support of EquestrianCollections.com and listeners like you. Learn how you can help support Horse Radio Network programming and qualify for auditors-only perks by going to HorseTipDaily.com and clicking on the Become an Auditor banner in the center of the page. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. 